The 2019 Doctrine and Devotion Conference on Biblical Theology is going down May 3rd and 4th. That's like a week away, but it's not too late. You can still be saved. Head over to DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash conference to register. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler. Da -da 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 -da. Executive pastor. <laughs> That'll be my theme song right there. <laughs> I like it. That's good. That's, man, that's good. That's good, man. I, I was trying to do like the whole Jason Carrillo, whatever that guy, remember? You huh? know what I'm talking about? Who's that? You don't know from, from like social media? Jason Carrillo. Jason, I don't know who is. Who I'll, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show. I, you. Know, I wouldn't know. It, it, Why would no, you show no, it's, I don't it's know. an amazing. It's an amazing video. Uh, all right, I'm not gonna do that. Hey, man. Yep. Way to go on the Monday episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, like nothing, nothing there. Well, no, I gave it to you. And no, you, you didn't. couldn't even put nope. it up. Could nope. you? You didn't. Why didn't you put it up? I, I recorded it, up? it, but you didn't edit it. Yeah, it That's was already it edited. Was. It no. was edited. I can't believe you didn't put it up. We didn't. We we didn't record an episode because. We busy. We tired. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Needed the weekend to ourselves. Family. I had in-laws in town. Yeah. We were going to three services for the first time. Uh, Which went really well. It did go really well, man. It, our people pull that off. Yeah. Three services. Evenly distributed. Like, uh, people showed up and it was, oh, man, it was so good and a lot of fun. And I only embarrassed myself like twice. That's only pretty, one, good. Only That's pretty once, good for you. Only one was my fault. But, uh, but yeah, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Did yeah. you... Uh, uh, did you notice that guy behind me? Which guy? Oh, the 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 guy. He's like six foot four. He's got a, a ginger mohawk and a John Knoxian beard and full sleeve tattoos. It's kind of hard to miss him. Yeah, he, he he looks like if you were gonna draw a fake modern Viking mm -hmm. from Alabama, uh, that's what you would draw. See, Joe, you you have finally arrived. Yeah. Now you have a celebrity entourage. Yes, that, thank yes. you. I like that. I know <laughs> I have, I have wanted an entourage. Exactly. Now you have he, it. Is one person make an entourage though? Uh, the size of him as oh, tall and strong, he, especially compared to me. Yeah, definitely. That, that's that's he's My got entourage. a couple. Problem like is, that. he just keeps listening to you. He's mm. saying yes. I mean, you know, it's just Joe. He, he, first of all. We all know your name's Matt, but when you're around Joe Thorne, you got to call yourself Joey. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't well, get it, but nonetheless, you know. Say, man. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So we got a we got a friend in town. Um, if you were at the uh, at the conference last year, you probably met this guy. You might see a picture of him floating around uh, on the uh, on our social media. So, uh, anyways, thanks for being here, Joe. Love that you're here. Just be quiet back there. Don't interrupt. All right. Yeah, it's really nice meeting you, Matt. Shut it down. So, uh, Jimmy, listen, uh, we got to put out a Thursday episode and get back on track, right? We got people. Do it. People want to know what we're doing and. Uh, like they they want they want some maybe they want some fun maybe they want to hear a conversation but I maybe, know maybe we should make it the announcement of our indefinite sabbatical we're gonna go the way of the reform pubcast okay so what does that mean well, what is an we, indefinite we, sabbatical well it's I thought just, James McDonald was on indefinite sabbatical well yeah it's like you're away for uh, undetermined amount of time and what do you do while but you're now away? but now we're back though okay we're back we we took a sabbatical Monday we're back here for Thursday okay I don't know what the, I don't know what that means unlike the pubcast we're still around. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, that's because, you know, we ain't got less trying to drag us down. <laughs> Poor Les. <laughs> we love you, Les. So, all right, Jimmy, uh, we got a message recently. Yep. A uh, message sent to us through social media. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it, okay? Go ahead. 
And so we're just going to interact with this brother's uh, situation. He says, I'm currently, I'm going to say it this way. I'm currently on staff at an SBC church in Kentucky, a pastor. Um, my pastor, their senior pastor, probably falls more on the traditionalist slash Arminian side of things. And I am a Calvinist. Good for you, boo-boo. Uh, he knows where I stand on everything. But due to his stance and the cultural climate in the Bible Belt uh, of Calvinism being a bad word, I typically keep pretty quiet about my beliefs on the topic and really keep quiet on it in the social media world. Lately, it has started to bother me, though, because I desire to teach and it's hard uh, to not to see it everywhere in scripture. So I guess my question is, should I continue to keep quiet? Is it bad to speak up? Is it time to start searching for another position? I appreciate your wisdom, Joe, and your time, Jimmy. So, there we go. I feel like you added some things at I, the end that, there. That just read it. Just no, it no, you did not. I much. appreciate your wisdom Joe, and time. Jimmy. Nah, he yes, did not say okay. anything. Yeah. Um, all right, so you get it. I mean, listen, we wind up in this, and we've talked about this before, right? Yeah. yeah. So this is not necessarily what this guy did, but Jimmy and yeah, I- Yeah, he been, didn't try to just kind of you know go commando, like sneak in behind yeah. the enemy lines. Like, I'm-, I'm I'm a secret agent Calvinist and like, I'm going to sneak into that traditionalist church. It's kind of like that dude that wants to date that girl. That's not a believer. And he thinks, Oh, I'm going to flirt to convert. Yeah. That's what you get. That, that's yeah. what this dude's trying. You know, he's not, not trying he's to not do him. That. He is. He is not, he's trying not to, that guy. Yeah. He's not trying to flirt to convert to Calvinism. That's right. So there are people that do that. So Jimmy and I have, have always said, we've always held the position. Listen, um, if you're a Calvinist and you are uh, interviewing for uh, a position at a church, they need to know that you're a Calvinist. Now, yeah, you got to um, be upfront. Gotta, and they got to know what your doctrine is. Be they got to know yourself. You know, what your confessional ID is, your confessional credentials. Yeah. So that so we're not talking about a guy that's like fishing for a job uh, in a in a non-Calvinist pond. We're talking about a guy about a guy who happens to be a Calvinist. He is on staff. Mm-hmm. We don't know if that developed. I'm guessing that probably developed while he was on staff. But nevertheless, he was hired. Pastor knows, so there's no real drama there. Yep. You yeah, can have differences of opinion. So all that's good. But this guy is asking um, a couple of questions, right? And so one is, should he be quiet? He's got a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. He's got a different doctrinal perspective than his pastor. Um, ooh, what, what should he do, Jimmy? I mean, I think he needs to be honest and true to himself, right? Uh, I think because I think to do it to do anything else would just be a lie, right? There's I think you lose integrity there. So what uh, you're saying to be true to himself, he should have his own sermon discussion guide for whatever his pastor preaches that points out all the areas he's wrong and shows how Calvinism is right. Is that what you're saying? That is not what I'm it saying. Sounds like what that's what that's you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. Now the young Calvinist listening is going to think that's what I'm that's saying. A, they're going to go. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. All, the, oh, right, all you stage cagers <laughs> are already amped up and ready to go. Stage cagers. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Might you mean cage stages? No, no, no. no I'm no, pretty sure. No, no, pretty sure, no, I'm pretty sure they're stage cages. I don't think so. No, 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 no. It, it is what it is. See, how that's how backward it. they are. Oh, right. Yep. You are right. They're yep. stage cagers. That's right. Hashtag See? stage cagers. Bam. Okay, I, you, you you redeemed it. Go. <laughs> but yeah, no. So what I, do you mean by stay true to himself? Yeah, I think it's okay to to share and to say, hey, this is this is where I'm at. This is what I believe. Um, I don't think. Uh, so yeah, let me just go like that way. If you're reading in scripture, you're, you're, you're going to want to, and you're preaching and you're teaching. It is what it is. You're just really proclaiming what the word of God says. Now, this is not an excuse to mm-hmm. 
force it. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about here. We're not right. talking about trying to force it, trying to find it, uh, and trying to make something happen that's not in Scripture. Right. This is really important. Jimmy and I are on the same page here. Number one, follow your con- follow the Scripture and follow your conscience. Right. Don't teach something that you think is false. But yeah. you got to be communicating with your pastor or with the staff and saying, hey, listen, leadership, saying, listen, guys, I can't, you know, I, I can't, if you have, if it's time for me to preach on libertarian free will, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Because my let's, conscience let's have somebody is else do that. Yeah. The word of God. Um, so you need to be having that conversation. And I think, I think in general, go ahead and teach what the scripture says. But uh, Jimmy, you're right. This is not now an excuse to say, oh, well, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to be faithful. So, hey, look, let's say the guy's a youth pastor. Hey, youth, guess what we're going to be studying for the next five weeks. Mm-hmm. Any guesses? Mm-hmm. Any guesses? I wonder. You notice my flower pen? It's a tulip. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't do that. No. Now, don't try to cause division within the church. And then you treat yourself like you're some sacred martyr because you get beat up for it, basically. Oh, everyone's you know, yelling at me. Oh, I'm just proclaiming. I'm just doing Listen, the truth. Luther the and I thing. are exactly the same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't you don't want to be that? do that. Now, here's the thing. If you have a theology that is at odds at a fundamental level with the church that you are serving at, time to find a new church. Yeah. Now, um, easier said than done. I know for some people, especially if you're employed, right? Because you're already thinking, man, I got my family. I got things I have to take it. But you got to be true. Yeah, man. Listen, you're going to wind up either going against your conscience or bringing division to a church that has been established in a particular theological direction. Now, that doesn't mean that churches can't change theological directions. And I'm not saying there's never a time for that. Um, there, There is a time for that. There is a place for that. I think that's, that can be a, a good thing. In fact, mm-hmm. anytime a church moves from bad theology to good theology, we're all going to agree that's a good thing. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is some churches um, are have leadership in place. They're happily established and they are traditionalists. Leave them alone. Yeah. They can be traditionalist churches. You, you're still job, faithful brothers and sisters yeah, yeah, in Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. They, just, they, they, they love Jesus. They, they, they love the scripture. They love the body. Fine. Cool. They angry sometimes, but that's okay. Uh, so are Calvinists. So, nah, man, Calvinists have chilled. Calvinists used we to be We have a angry. whole thing called angry Calvinists. Yeah. We've yeah, done an those, episode yeah. on angry Calvinists. I know. I know. And by and large, I think we put those flames out. Now, <laughs> we oh, we did. You're going to really now, sit here, Clint, now, that we put oh, out yeah. the flames we, of we, the angry we've Calvinists? Evolved. We've evolved. Yeah. No, 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 no. You were insinuated. You mm-hmm. were trying to say that you and I, yeah. in our episode, right. stopped them all. Yes, yes. We you were the, an, you, we, so that you're no longer an angry Calvinist. You're an arrogant Calvinist. Better. It's a better A word. It's a, it is a better A word. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. So, um, yeah, you, you got, you got to move on. So l- listen to what he says here. Um, so going back, oh my goodness, I lost, I, Mm-hmm. I got to find something. Uh, okay, here's my question. Uh, is it bad to speak up? Is it time to start searching for another position? So, Jimmy, if, if somebody has a theological conviction that is pretty foundational to who they are, how they yeah. view the, the world and the scripture and evangelism and ministry, uh, how do they interact with other churches? I mean, what, what advice would you give somebody who's looking for a position mm-hmm. uh, who takes the theology importantly? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's I, I find this the same way if I'm looking for a position or if I'm looking to attend a church. So I, I know I've shared this a number of times, um, but when my family and I were moving back here, one of the, the things that we did was we searched online and read through uh, churches like their statement of faith. 
We wanted to read what is it that they believe on certain things. Where do they stand on Scripture? Where do they stand on the Holy Spirit? Where do they stand on on uh, soteriology? Right? Like we wanted to go through all that. Uh, and I think the same as you're looking through a church. I think sometimes we when when pastors are looking, uh, sometimes people get hard up and just say, "I got to just take a job." Right. Yeah. And we look at it almost in that worldly sense because we would we would counsel people that we'd say, listen, I know you're thinking you're you're an office manager, but you're about to go flip some burgers at McDonald's until you until yeah. so you can provide we've, for your family. We've counseled people to do that. And we have had to do that ourselves at times where you take a job in the world that, you know, you, is not your calling for a time. Yeah, it's fine. The, the church is different, though. Yeah. Right. The church is different in, in the sense that uh, if it's not the right fit. You shouldn't be taking that position. Right. It's not, it, listen, it's not a placeholder for you. Correct. Like, so, like, you now know, sometimes you enter in a position thinking it's the right fit. For, yeah. But that's not, that's not, you know, but if you know it's not the right fit or if you're just kind of delusional, mm-hmm. sometimes I've talked with other pastors that have been searching, uh, and I'm like, that's not a good fit for you at all. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, but you know, we're all one body. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Let's but, see how this goes for you. Yeah, we all ain't got one paycheck, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think you should be reading the statement of faith. You should get to know, okay, no, it does this fit f- with me. Right. And I would say one of the things you want to do um, you know, when you're applying, so you're, you're sending your resume to various churches. Honestly, it's going to be better for you to have someone pass on your resume to those churches. Yeah, I agree. It's more likely to be seen. And so, you know, if you went to seminary, then talk to the people that you know where they are and see if they can pass your resume on to churches that are in need that they know would likely be a good fit for you Yeah. because then you've got a recommendation. Um, but also when you get to that interview, uh, when they actually have you come in to, to candidate and they're going to talk to you and if you're married, your wife, and they're going to have you preach and all that, uh, you need to articulate not just that you value theology, but you're going to need to articulate your theology as it relates to ministry uh, in the local church. They're going to want to see and they deserve to know the implications of your theology. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? Implications of my theology is I don't do altar calls. Yep. I invite people to repent every single time, to believe every single time. I tell people to repent and believe in Jesus. Come to Christ today. I do it every single time. Um, but ain't nobody being invited to come up to the front and to pray a sinner's prayer. I don't yep. do that. And those are implications of my particular theology. Correct. And you along gotta share okay. that. You got to share that stuff. With and them. along with sharing that, some some would say, you know, they they would think to themselves, I want to avoid uh, trigger words. I'm not going to say mm. Calvinist. I'm not going to say oh, yeah, reform. Because yeah. because you know what. They'll misunderstand it. Yeah. If I say I'm a Calvinist, they're going to think, oh, you hate evangelism and mission. So I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a Calvinist. Yeah. Sorry. No, you are trying to be deceptive there. Yeah. You're trying to deceive well, let's, let's and you're not trying to be honest. Maybe they're not trying to no, be No, no, they are. I'm because, sorry. They no, know no, better, Joe. They know Ted, better. They don't, they don't, no, don't sit here and give them better for the what doubt. I'm they deserve is, no better for the doubt. You I'm, get all the doubts. What I'm saying is, like, some people are, are, might be deceptive, but other people are just scared. And they're like, listen, I don't want to be deceptive, but I also don't want to tell the truth in my words, but by doing so, let them think the wrong thing. So instead, I'm going to try to explain. And the problem is, is I've seen people avoid using the word and then soft pedal the view, right? Because without saying the word, you soft pedal the view and everybody's happy. Mm. Uh, it's, yeah, so you, you, but it you, it still you, feels deceptive then, right? Like, it, it, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I get, of, I get yeah. the fear part. Yeah, so, but sometimes it's out of fear. Some people are trying to trick. I think it's just more of like, well... I I don't know if some of these people are likely to be intending to deceive as much as they are. Like, I'm just trying not to create drama in this setting. But we believe you need to articulate, show the implications. So, yes, I am a Reformed Baptist. This is where I stand. Now, here's the thing. A lot of you guys 
are right now, like I know some of our listeners are right now looking for a job, like they're looking for a ministry yeah. position. And I would say one of the things that you can do to ensure that you will find uh, a church that fits is attend the 2019 Doctrine and Devotion Conference on Biblical Theology. Yeah, we're actually calling it the the Church Planting and Pastoral Summit Networking Summit event. So D- come network. Dot org. Dot church. Today. <laughs> Who uses dot church? Oh, the worst. Uh, it's got to be the worst. Why do people do? do, do, do go for dot com. Why are you dot going? Com. Dot so, org. Yeah, something dot church. Dot net. That's good. Stop. Yeah, dot Anyways, net, dot org. Dot, those uh, are the good We worst. have the 2019 Dr. Roshan Conference on Biblical Theology. Everybody uses the dot it's org. May 3rd, May 4th. We have com, Doug Logan. We've got James Hamilton. we got Nick Batson. we got Jen Thorne. we got Phil and Jasmine Holmes. We've got Nick Batsick. Man, Steve McCoy Pond is going to be there. It's going to be amazing. McCoy. Listen, I'm telling you right now, is his session sold out? Uh, Not sold out, but is is he filled up? Yes, it is filled up. His breakout session? His breakout session is filled up. Don't bother registering that, you guys. (laughs) No, you know why? Because you can see Steve doing the Q&A, and you can see Steve at the uh, La Vida, and you can see Steve Steve outside of the the speaking and doing all this stuff, and you can ask him questions. Steve is happy to answer all your questions. Exactly. So what kind of swag do we have? Just start rambling. Uh, We have... Telling God's story by, by, I don't know, Vang, Vang and Carter. Carter. I don't know what that is. Okay, what about Banner of Truth? We got something from Banner of Truth. Yeah, we got tons of stuff from Banner of Truth. We got stuff from B and H. Actually, we got from the Spurgeon Library. Oh, we got some. We got books a couple sort. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. resources there, you guys. This is going to be. This is the best swag bag of 2019. Oh, and then on on top of that, man, we're giving away a ton of books. Yep. live. Uh, for people that are pr- promoting on social media, like some really good books. We just got a box of these books. Uh, so It's so great. We're yeah, so there's excited. There's a conference journal. There is What is Biblical Theology from Crossway. There's Telling God's Story from B&H Academic. We got the Pocket Dictionary of the Reformed Tradition by IVP. We got the Conference T-shirt. We got Spurgeon's Library on Suffering. We also got Spurgeon's Library on Prayer. We got Thoughts for Young Men from Banner of Truth. And we got Unbreakable, What the Son of God Said About the Word of God. You know what else? You, there's one you don't have on there. No, what is it? Calvin on the Christian life. Oh, man. There we go. So head on over to drvotion.com slash conference. All right. So, Jimmy, what about what about these guys that are at churches? And maybe it's not a situation where they need to break fellowship, right? Where they're like, I got to get out of here uh, because the, the, their theological disagreements are too fundamental. They're too important. I have to. Maybe they're not there. Maybe they just have theological disagreements in the church. How do we as a church... How should we handle theological disagreements? Uh, what do we allow people to disagree on as members? And what mm-hmm. do we allow teachers to disagree on? Like what's. Yeah. Yeah. I think first and foremost, you need to have the attitude of be chill. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you disagree on certain things, I think it's OK to disagree. Even at Redeemer, we have people that uh, are egalitarian. We've got complementarian. Mm-hmm. We've got those that are reformed and we've got traditional. Um but everyone, we don't really have any traditionalists, but we do have some people that are not Calvinists. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just being technical. Okay. Thank you yeah. for being technical. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've got. Because they're not crazy. Because they're not cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so for us, I think we, we make it work. We got Republicans, we got Democrats, we got people that, that realize to, that it's, it's okay to disagree. Right. That being said, everyone is open to membership. They, they, they trust and believe in the word of God. They trust, uh, in, and hope in the atonement uh, of Christ, right. right? And so that that for us is like, there, we have like the main things that, that everyone has to- yeah, The gospel uh, essentials. The gospel essentials are, are part of it. To Whether someone member, likes believe. our worship is, is not it. Um, but what about, okay, so among our members, yeah. 
we have a pretty wide variety. You got to be orthodox, yep. right? You've got to be orthodox and evangelical. That's about it, right? So the, I think one way that I would say it is you got to have the Trinity uh, and you got to have the solas. Boom. Yep. Okay. Good. That's yep. it. See, by faith alone, through Christ alone, blah, blah. So um, outside of that, we allow for disagreement. Correct. What we don't allow for is unnecessary division. Correct. And uh, so we watch for that, but we haven't had that. At, that's not been an issue for yeah. us. Okay. But what about, let's say, let's take it up a notch. People that are teaching and leading in various capacities in the church. Yeah, no. But teachers uh, in particular. So teachers in particular uh, have to ascribe to what it is that we as a church believe in, that we say in our statement of faith. Yeah. Right? So this is the value are, of a confession. Yeah, we yeah. are reformed. That's, you, to be able to teach here, you are also reformed. Now, what do we mean by that, right? So uh, I know... Uh, Scott Clarky Clark doesn't want, like to say Baptists are reformed, and that's fine. We're, we'll probably do an episode on that. But what do we mean by that? We actually aren't even suggesting that all of our teachers have to subscribe to the 1689. Our statement of mm-hmm. faith that the church uses broadly is the abstract of principles, yeah. which is certainly a derivation of the 1689, and it is Calvinistic in nature. Um, but it is, you know, it doesn't get into covenant theology and, and all that stuff. Yeah, correct. So, so for those people that would be teaching in, in our Sunday school classes or you know children's classes and things like that, um, they've so we, even then we allow for some diversity there, mm-hmm. quite a bit of diversity. You're going to have to believe in total depravity and unconditional election yeah, yeah. and things like that. Um, and then for pastors, when we start talking about elders, there's even more theological unity that we want among yeah. among those people. And so, what are what are some issues that as a church, even though I'm going to preach in a particular direction. What are, what are some issues that you know of that there's real diversity on in the body and even among the elders? Oh, um, goodness. You hit me on the spot there. Mm-hmm. I can diversity? think of 10 right now. 10? 10. Give me five. Okay. Eschatology. Okay. Yep. Yep. So yep. millennial reign, right? Yep. Is it because the ones that like have studied it and know they're all on millennial and yeah, then yeah. the ones that and really haven't paid any attention and they yeah. really know what they think. Yeah. And then they're pre-millennial. Yeah. That's uh, how that works. Uh, yeah. Literal, literal uh, six day. Yep. Is it a literal six yep. day uh, or is it a figurative six day? Is it, uh, it, what about the gap theory? How old is the earth? Yep. So like there's multiple. Man, I guess you're right. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think all the people we talk about. Right. I didn't so, think you'd hit five. So you're at three right now. Right. So among leadership, um, Spiritual gifts. We're all locked into that. We are classic cessationists. Mm-hmm. We're not MacArthur. Ain't nobody got time for any Holy Spirit uh, guy. But we are classic cessationists. Apostolic gifts and uh, sign gifts. So those are those have come to a, an end mm-hmm. and got in the usefulness in this economy. But um, God can certainly do whatever He wants to do miraculously. Blah 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 all right. What else? Anything else? What else could you think of where there would be? Because those are the those are like the obvious ones, right? Those are the obvious. Then you ones. start getting into minutia, where of course, like you know, like infralapsarianism versus sublapsarianism versus superlapsarianism. Like people can disagree on that kind of stuff, and it's just you know, it's it's not going to be that important. Interesting. We we this is reflected all the way down. You already talked about it. Sports teams, politics, and and these theological issues, there's a great variety. We have Cubs fans that, you know, if they were actually like manly, they would hurt you, but none of them are. So they, you know, they're just kind of, 
you know, like you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. No, they're just they're super nice. They're super yeah. nice guys. Yeah. Like, hey, everybody, they're not aggro. That's well, really no, what I'm trying to say. Well, that's because of you know, Cubs game is a frat party. <laughs> that's pretty much no, all it is. We've got Sox fans, Cardinals fans, mm-hmm. and Cubs fans, and they're all pretty intense yeah. about their sports teams. Nobody's mad. Uh, people except that are, for McCoy Pond, we got and Warford. <laughs> yeah, eh, get a little aggro. The um. And then it's like we've got people that are passionate politically, and yeah. we've got people that uh, that wear, will, will wear some Trump red. We've got some people that are never Trumpers and mm-hmm. think he's the Antichrist, and uh, we've got people that think Bernie is the answer. And I mean, it's, it's it's all over the place. And yeah, with some people that uh, are okay with alcohol, others that are not. People that uh, carry a gun everywhere they go, and people that would say we should not have guns in America. Yeah, and we are all okay with each other holding these views. And what is the fundamental reason that you believe these church members are okay with each other having such disparate views on these issues? The reconciliation we have in, in Christ, right? For real. Like they act, that is because I, I believe that they believe that's the most important thing. Yeah. And so those other things matter. We're going to talk about those things. Yeah. We're going to, and we, we can, and we can disagree about them. those things. Totally yeah. fine. But there's peace here because of it. And what I've come to see as I try to listen to people, even when I think they're wrong, I really do believe that the people at our church, if they take a different position than me, whether it's politics, uh, sports, which would just be being pro sports in, in, in my case, like they, if they're pro sports, they've taken the opposite side that I take. Um, but I don't mean like professional when I say pro, I mean, they're for sports is what ah, I'm saying. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm like, again, I'm not really, I think it's mm. boring. So, uh, sports ball. What I recognize is that they are trying to be faithful to God and follow Jesus in the implications of their faith. Mm-hmm. They're not trying. I like, I'm not trying to be wrong where I'm wrong, I'm trying to be right. I just yeah. happen to be wrong wherever I'm wrong. I just can't know it. So that's what I see. I, I think that, man, that there's room for theological disagreement. I think there's room for diversity. A church can have a confessional identity and still be friendly and still yeah. have a, a diverse congregation. Not a good idea, to, in my estimation, to hold the entire congregation uh, to the 1689. If you want to be a member here, you got to embrace every jot and tittle of the 1689. Heck, I don't even do that. Mm-hmm. We take exception with the Sabbath. Yeah. We tweak it a little bit. A little tweaky tweak. Made it better. Mm-hmm. Redeemed it. We'd love to hear Jim your thoughts. Hannah, we do not mean that. No, yeah, we are probably We are probably wrong. We'll just go ahead <laughs> that way. We're probably wrong. Don't. don't well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. Well, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pottery Monday and Thursday blog posts on Wednesdays, video content on Fridays. Later. Later.